Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. So executive uh, producer here, a little damage control, because... <laughs> We'll you take you behind. We're trade, the, trade wrecking we're, the we're, show we're gonna, out of the We're going to take the listeners behind the scenes. We have configured our board differently, right? <laughs> and because we are no longer feeding the pot that feeds Phil and also our clips, the audio isn't coming through for that clip onto our to our audience. So that's why if you notice I clip. So, so we could play Woj, but we'd have to read his lips? We'd have to Is that read what you're his saying? lips. Yes, we'd have to read his lips. Mm. I, I'm kind of up for the challenge. I mean, it's not going to help the, the radio try? and Or just do your best Woj. Yeah. Just do, do a Woj impersonation. I mean, that might be I, good. Reckless speculation. Actually, the, the real, you know, people think we're going to sit here and talk about Timberwolves trade rumors <laughs> on the episode today. The real thing that I want to talk about is <laughs> we all have button bars now, baby. It's going to be trouble. Reckless speculation. If you hated the button bar drops before, you're going to hate them even more now. Game, JR. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Timberwolves trade rumors here with the trade deadline tomorrow. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but thank you to our new friends at PXG Minneapolis. If you are a great golfer or if you're a crappy golfer like Declan and myself, you mm-hmm. just love golf. PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. They're here to they're here to improve your game. They're here to improve your look. The new Gen 4 golf clubs have landed. These drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons are PXG's flagship clubs. And hands down, this is saying something, because PXG makes amazing clubs, the best-performing sticks they've ever made. So check them out. PXG, Minneapolis, in Southdale Center. You can also get some great golf threads. Yeah, wh- if where's you my gear? The part. I want yeah, my Judd's gear. Not, Judd, I don't golf, I don't, I don't care. If, you don't really have a golfer's body. Like, not that I do, but you don't have, like, that Dustin Johnson lanky body. Dude, but we that, could probably find I something. have the ultimate golfer's bod circa 1985, okay? <laughs> yeah. Colin Montgomery? Like, come on. Fuzzy Zeller. The ti- you Tiger look like Fuzzy ruined Zeller. It. Tiger ruined it for golf. Tiger and, and back in the day, David Duvall, who got in unbelievable shape and was really good for, like, two years or something like that. No, look at the 80s, man. Don't forget, Fat Jack used to smoke in the 60s on the course, and he was fat. Dude, that was the best. Yeah, there was like a 30-year period in the 90s fat. where, yeah. where guy, guys would take a drag off their SIG, set it down on the fairway grass, all right, grab their, grab yeah. their nine iron. Craig Stadler? People, so, people don't do that in 2020. I mean, 
That's that's what I'll do. Is that 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 was a thing back you in the eighties? Smoke 80s, while you golf. If someone offers me a cigarette and I have a couple <laughs> alcohols in me, I, I, will, I, I will I will take a smoke. I'll caddy for you. If you're yeah. gonna if you're going to actively smoke, I will come caddy just to drink and watch you, that. You know you know like peer pressure. Peer pressure applies to Declan if if I have some alcohol in me. So. Yes. What is that peer pressure or just the need for a smoke? Like well, I, I know both. a lot of people that like to to smoke once they start drinking. No, I mean, yeah. If I'm drinking and someone offers me one, I I will most ninety nine mm. out of ten times I will say yes. And and don't tell me that I don't have a golfer's body when noted professional golfer from Wyzetta, Tim Heron, is a golfer. Okay. If you could be called l- lumpy in golf, then I've got a golfer's body. Under boob sweat. Oh, God. I think his kid's Anyways. golfing at Tonka now. Actually, Good apologies to PXG Minneapolis for everything that just happened there in the last two minutes. But PXG Minneapolis oh in Southdale Center. Find out more at pxg.com/slash/Minneapolis. You guys want to dive into some juicy Timberwolves trade rumors here? Absolutely. You guys ready for this? Yep. Reckless speculation. All right. I was just looking for an excuse to hit another button. New York Post yesterday. Actually, I think maybe early this morning. This came out. Aaron Gordon formally has asked for a trade from the Orlando Magic, the Athletic reported this week. The Portland Trailblazers, Boston Celtics, Houston Rockets, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Denver Nuggets have all shown interest in acquiring Aaron Gordon per report. So the Wolves in the mix with four other teams. Quote from Aaron himself, There's been times where I just expressed my frustration to management. Frustration with the losses, the injuries. By the way, let's stop right there. So he has gone to the Orlando Magic and said, guys, I just I can't do this anymore. The franchise is a dumpster fire, yeah. and we lose too much, and there's too many injured players. Timberwolves come walking in the room. Hey, <laughs> you want to play it for us? Yeah, we We've don't have any lo- problems with losses or injuries. You think you've seen dysfunction previously? <laughs> have we got some dysfunction for you? Uh, the quote continues, the way we've been playing, how many losses have accumulated over the years, it's just my frustration kind of boiling over, I would say. I think a lot of people share that sentiment with me of frustration. So the NBA trade deadline is tomorrow. Aaron Gordon, he's 25 years old. He's been in the league for seven years, but he's only 25 years old. He's in the third season of a four-year, $80 million contract. So he gets, I want to say he gets like $16 million this year. And the next year, it actually goes down to like $15 million, Yep, it, something like that. It's a uh, it's 2021-22 cap hit of $16.4 million in the last year of the contract. Okay. And then he becomes an unrestricted free agent following the season after. Mm-hmm. So my quick thought on this, obviously teams are interested and intrigued. I think teams look at him. He's In terms of how good is he, so he's 244th in the league in win shares this year. I like to use some of those advanced metrics, those like all-encompassing, the account for your offense, your defense, your efficiency. And he's never been an efficient offensive player. He takes probably too many threes for the amount of makes. Um, he's not like a monster rebounder for a power forward, even though he can rise up and put a basketball through his legs eight times and dunk it. So he's, I think he's full of potential, and he's sort of like a diet Blake Griffin from when Blake was pre-injury and in his prime, but he's still young enough to where if he got into the right system with the right teammates, you could see maybe another level from Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. So I think the potential of Aaron Gordon is interesting. This team is starting Jake Lehman at power forward on a regular basis. They need one. someone. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I'm intrigued from that standpoint, but he's going to get paid in a year from now. I don't know that the Wolves can afford to give up an arm and leg and pay him without getting rid of D'Lo's contract at some point. 
So I'm I'm a little torn on this, but I'm I'm very interested. But I'm a little bit torn in giving up an arm and a leg in a bidding war for Aaron Gordon. Your thoughts? Unless I'm getting, um, unless I am making a trade that is getting rid of players that I actively don't want. I don't I don't see or understand any rush to make trades. The deadline doesn't matter to me. Um, you, you are going to things have gone so terribly wrong for the most part, and since you uh, made a coaching change. I think what you need to do is push through uh, the rest of this year, get through it, get to the offseason and evaluate what Chris Finch needs and what Chris Finch wants, and to try and fit in a piece that is almost like, well, this will improve things now. Who cares at this point? Like, to what? To what degree? We're no longer the worst team in the West. We're above the Rockets, who just had a 20-game losing streak and still maintain being above you. Uh, the other thing, too, is what you uh, sort of broached there, Phil, which is Aaron Gordon's role here. And if Aaron Gordon um, is was all into coming in and playing lockdown defense and at power forward, two things this team desperately needs, that's awesome. But if he's coming in, going into the last year of his contract, my guess is he, he's saying, I want the ball, too. I'd like to shoot as well to establish my value either with your franchise or elsewhere. Uh, that's problem two because I don't need that. Like I have to, I have to figure out already um, going into two thousand twenty one, twenty two. Who's going to get the basketball and when and how how I'm going to play. And what I don't need now is okay. The power forward position is solved, and we now have four guys who need to shoot. Okay, like I I need to have clarification on who's going to do what and who is potentially the star. And if you are like, well, yeah, I'm going in the last year of my contract. I need my points. That's a problem. And then and then the last thing is this. What's the ask from the magic? Because I've seen two I've seen two proposed trades um that have been thrown out with different names, but the only thing in common with both those trades is protected first round picks. Um so so if the the Wolves could trade a 2023 lot or 2020, yeah, 3 lottery pick that's protected though so, so they would give up the, the pick if it fell outside the lottery i'm not sure i'm anxious given what's going to be happen happening with golden state now i'm not sure i'm super anxious though to be trading my first round picks right now so to come back to my first point on this i don't see the rush to make a deal here um, I could certainly see trying to clear people off my own books, but I don't believe that answering your power forward question right now is the most important thing. I think that can be taken care of in the summer. So, yeah, this is I, I sort of wish this was more of a summer discussion, but it seems like it's coming to a head now. Like this is this is the perfect type of thing that you'd like to be able to have the summer to survey everything. Right. To see. Do you have your because because I think your your decision to potentially trade for Aaron Gordon might also depend on whether you have a top three pick or whether Golden State gets it right. Like it would be nice to know all the information about your right. offseason before you have to make this decision. Yes. But obviously, if if there's four other teams in the bidding and Aaron Gordon has gone to the Magic in the last week and said, "I want out, trade me now," this thing could come to a head on Thursday. So, so the timing isn't perfect here. I I don't I don't think. Like he he's never been a shot hog. He's never been a guy that needs to like impose twenty shots on a game. You know he he will as needed. And I think he's I think he actually scored like thirty or thirty five in a game in the last week. Um, I don't I don't watch every minute of Orlando Magic basketball. My apologies, 
But I don't like if you put him on this team, I don't think you'd have an issue with him like elbowing his way in and trying to, you know, usurp Carl Anthony Towns in the pecking order or uh, Anthony Edwards. I think the biggest issue with a trade is the things that he's frustrated with in Orlando. Like, why are they any different in Minnesota? Now, we look at the Timberwolves and say, all right, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Anthony Edwards has shown enough signs and Carl Anthony Towns like there's. They've played pretty well for the most part outside of the last couple of games since the All-Star break. Like, there's some positivity here, but league-wide, I don't think Aaron Gordon's looking at a list of, like, of the teams that have made uh, their interest known. Portland, Boston, the Nuggets, the Rockets are kind of garbage right now, but he's not looking at that list and saying, ooh, Timberwolves, <laughs> yeah. you know? So what... What's the likelihood that he would even be willing to to sign an extension? I think the the only way that I would make this trade is is if I knew I was getting a guy that wanted to be here for like a four year extension beyond the last year of his contract. And if you're him and you know that some of these other teams, have, these good contending teams, have interest in you, why would you agree to a contract extension? You'd want to just play out the last year of your contract. So that so again, the the timing of it isn't perfect to me. The 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 quickest way for the Wolves to to get in another piece to the puzzle that can help push them to the next level is to somehow get the number one overall pick again against against all odds. And I get that they have the worst record in the league, but the lottery is set up so that the Wolves have a greater chance, regardless of what their record is at the end of the year, of giving that pick back to Golden State uh, than they do of getting the first, second, or third pick. So you're going to have to cross your fingers on this. But I think if you could somehow find a way to draft Cade Cunningham and offload that D'Angelo Russell contract somewhere without giving up a future first round pick, um, and that, and now you have a backcourt of Anthony Edwards and Cade Cunningham and Carl Anthony Towns. That would be the ideal option, but that's like you don't have any control over that. Like you are crossing your fingers and praying to the basketball gods that that scenario happens. Right. You could swing a trade for Aaron Gordon, but all the factors we just mentioned make it unlikely that. Um, that you're going to get the deal that you want there. So, if this team was run by or owned by a person who you trusted, I, I would say that person should step in and say, "Gerson, if, if you can offload players, that's fine. But we're not making any significant moves until we know our path." Uh, because this again, feel, an Aaron Gordon trade to me would feel like let's throw this against the wall. Because one, he would co- come here. My guess is and say, "I'll sign an extension, maybe." Someday, not now. It just feels like it would be this panicked, oh, my God, this seems like a good move right now. I think the Wolves, and and look, I'm as tired of this uh, playing out as everybody else, but I think the Wolves need to get to the end of this season, take a deep breath, evaluate things, and and Finch and Rosas and the, the basketball operations of that team needs to sit down and settle on a direction finally. What is that direction? And d- does that include D'Lo? Because it might not, and that's fair. Like, the only thing that I can tell you unequivocally right now about the direction of this team, in my opinion, is Cat right now, um, Ant right now, and I think you've got some nice pieces of a young core, but... D'Lo, no idea, no clue. I don't even know that that for where this team is going to go style-wise with Finch, that he's a fit. We don't know that. So I'm not doing anything right now that necessarily shapes the future of my basketball team. I would be happy to make some trades, though, if you would like to take, let me see, who could teams take? Oh, how about Ricky Rubio? (laughs) 
You want a Rubio? I got a Rubio for you. That one I would be very happy about. That that contract matches, by the way. I I think I think in terms of just finding an asset worth sixteen million dollars, or I think Rubio's making what seventeen million or something somewhere in that ballpark, fifteen seventy. So so from a contract matching standpoint, he'd probably be a chip that you would send back to Orlando in addition to like a first round pick or or something of value. That's if you'd have to send them something of value, clearly for. Uh, for Ben Gordon. I mean, they, they do so, have their power for the future in Jaden McDaniels. So I, I really don't even know why we need who, Eric who Gordon. Who I think, who who I have read, untouchable, untouchable. He's untouchable. Yeah, yeah. Right from uh, this guy right here. <laughs> That's good, Declan. You listen. We have patted you on the bleeping back how many times for that? Yeah. yeah how many times do you need to ask Phil for has credit two. for this now? I, I need it. I'm a millennial and I need validation. <laughs> so so I, so I need it. Well, good, it. well, again, then congratulations. Thank you, you called it, and Wolves. The Wolves blogosphere mocked you. That's fine. I, I think once per show we should just take a timeout and give Declan the aff- the affirmation that he needs in life, career wise, whatever it may be. Especially considering um, uh, my clip didn't play uh, the moment we started off the show. So, so yeah, off to so a does, start. does that mean like if we want to talk about Ben Johnson? So we can't play video clips right now no. because of our setup. So we, we could play audio clips, but we have mostly video clips. Correct. So we have we, to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, we'd have to figure okay. that out. Actually, I, I think we have an audio clip of Ben Johnson. So we do have – we probably do have that at least. Yeah. So <laughs> while, while you find that, I'll set it up this way. Um, and, again, thank you to our friends at Federated for helping power this discussion about Gopher basketball. Federated has been a longtime partner of Gophers Athletics and also other teams in town, uh, Timberwolves included. And as a business owner in the state of Minnesota – Federated is here to help you with peace of mind, risk management. They recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. In short, they come to the table with resources and expertise that help cover your you-know-what as a business owner. Um, If you're already a Federated Insurance client, client, what are you waiting for? Get registered today so you can jump on MyShield, federatedinsurance.com, or download the app to find out more information about this powerful tool. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Also, our friends at Whamatech. That's right, Whamatech, W-A-M-A-T-E-K. They're helping you with those broken-down phones, tablets, and laptops. You don't have to break the bank to get a new device. Whamatech is a trusted supplier of pre-owned phones, tablets, laptops, and they source those devices directly to pass the savings on to you guys. Leave and buy your old device for cash. Buy, sell, trade in, whatever you need. Wamatech.com, W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. Did Ben Johnson win the press conference yesterday? Did he did he win the press conference? Uh, do we have some clips? We do not have the audio clips, no, but we do. Obviously, we have our we have our route, which is always good to go. <laughs> what what is going on here? What has happened? I left so, yesterday. Okay. Things were fine. So in. This is so in the weeds. Very much in the weeds. Since since people are probably dying to know, why are these guys a technical train wreck today? Um, So with me out in Washington and you guys in the Twin Cities, we've been tinkering the last couple weeks with our video settings, our audio settings. We have a studio that is from like the late 80s or the early 90s. We're basically driving like a 1991 Plymouth Acclaim, and we're trying to trick it out as as a new car with like Apple CarPlay and stuff. <laughs> okay. And so Declan and our engineers have done an amazing job of this over the last couple of years because Score North is such a digital entity compared to our old AM radio, AM 1500. And so we are using one product for audio, another product for video, 
and we changed some of the settings to make the audio sound better yesterday while, while maintaining the video feed. Okay. So we're sort of using two pieces of technology here. And in that process, we have, we have essentially cut the ability to use the audio feed on the video platform. So when Declan plays video clips, we can't hear the audio right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, no. So that's the, oh, that's the over explanation. Oh, no. That's fun. So Declan, you're going to have to do your best Ben Johnson impression now. And sum up uh, his thoughts on how to fix go for basketball. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, I, I did listen to the clip at least uh, earlier today, and he basically translated for he, us. He basically was saying the, the biggest priority for go for basketball is keeping the in-state recruits. That's that's the biggest thing, and also getting the barn back to a rocking arena that at, at one time was one of the best arenas in town and in in, in all of college basketball. Um, I, you know, I saw Richard Patino's funny little chirp back at him this morning on Twitter, which honestly was pretty damn great. Uh, Richard, yeah, read that, read that. Yeah, for Richard, sure. Richard Patino tweeted out, uh, "Congrats to my former assistant Ben Johnson on getting the Gopher basketball gig. He will kill it there. I taught him everything he needs to know, especially about in-state recruiting. <laughs> I love a man with a sense of humor, self-awareness. Richard Patino, bravo, oh, Patino my man. has a, has that in spades. Yeah, bravo, my friend. He has that definitely. He does. I can tell you. You know, I'm not going to pretend to be best friends with him, but like having been around him enough." I can tell you he's probably seething over the way that this has been painted since he left that that he's that the whole you know the whole thing needs to be thrown out and he was garbage as an in-state recruiter. I think he would say, well, "Wait a second, I got 3 of the top 5 recruits just a couple of years ago. The last couple of years haven't gone well, but um but he handled that well. Like to to send that tweet out, it kind of it kind of eases the tension and it's like, "All right, whatever. He's he's in on the joke." But Jeb, what did you think? I mean, that was really with Coyle and with Ben Johnson the main theme was we need to keep these kids. I mean, Mark Coyle flat out said, we're not oblivious. We see the same rankings that you yeah. guys see, and and we see these guys going and playing elsewhere. And so that's the main reason why Ben Johnson got this job. Yeah, and that, that was, I mean, we've all talked about that going back how long now about the deficiency in Patino was basically twofold. I think there was a large faction of the fan base that rightfully so questions some of his in-game strategies and or – uh, game planning, and the most important thing, though, beyond that, was recruiting and in-state. And this comes back to what I told you guys uh, two days ago, I think, and that is when we talk about in-state recruiting, and even when we talk about the five-star blue-chip kids, the Gophers are should not be laughed about as uh, they're not going to get that. Are you serious? They're not going. No, they're not going to get that. Oh no, 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 no. They'll get this. It's twofold. It's it's. I understand that the majority of those guys right now certainly aren't coming here, but you at least need to be be observed as being competitive. They're literally in your backyard. They hopefully grew up as a fan of your program. So to like laugh at you like you are this uh, podunk city that they have or team that they have never heard of is insulting. Like the program needs to be on a par where they recruit Tyus Jones, and he's like you know what, this is in the mix, and there's a good chance that I could go go there. And, hell, with the five stars, let's say you get one every three years. That's an improvement on what they've done now. The second thing is, as far as the scouting of these kids go, you need to identify the best of the next group, and that group is pretty damn good now. And, by the way, that that group has also grown in this state where you do have a lot of years where there are multiple Division One men's basketball talents playing high school basketball and AAU basketball here. 
you need to have, and I get it, it's tough, the ability to identify the the best of that group and get them. And and that's the difference between being successful and being fired. But in the case, I keep going back to this, Phil, in the case of McKinley Wright, he wanted to come here. He wanted to come here, and they went out and got, you know, Isaiah Washington instead in New York, and he and he had a great resume. He was a New Yorker, or I believe the player of the year out there. So it was impressive. But when McKinley Wright is basically knocking on your door, begging to come there, you need to be aware of the fact that he's going to turn into a damn good player. And so the scouting of who's going to end up uh, being the most successful from that next group, it's imperative that you're right about that. Yeah, I had a chance yesterday. I did, I did a little insiding yesterday. I talked talk to a couple people um, inside the program, within within the know of the program, so to speak. And the, the initial reaction from in and around the program when this was announced was a little bit of shock, like, wow, okay. Uh, ooh, okay, we love Ben, but... If you look at you know what does a Big Ten basketball coach resume look like, you know you you had you had qualified even if they're mid major coaches like Ben Jacobson right the Northern Iowa coach who's been there for fifteen years, um, there are guys with years and years if not decades of actual head coaching experience that would have loved this job. It would have been a pay increase for them. It would have been a step up in conference and competition. And so just like what what the resume looks like for a coach to get a Big Ten job, this this blind resume test, this doesn't necessarily equate to that. Um, but, so that was sort of the initial reaction. Just, ah, I don't know about this. This feels like a bit of a stretch, right? We love him, but it feels like a bit of a stretch. But then the outpouring of positive reaction from former Gopher players, the the Jordan Murphys and even Jamie Bickerstaff, you know, who I, I believe he came along before Ben Johnson played for the Gophers. But, but but everyone going back to JB Bickerstaff to Amir Coffey and and Richard Coffey, Amir's dad, basically telling Doogie, yeah, I mean, all due respect to Patino or not, I don't know. Uh, my my guy wouldn't have played here or stayed here if not for Ben Johnson. So so that outpouring and then how well he did at the press conference and just how confident and poised and charismatic in some ways he was, I think swayed some minds. So really. From a, from a blind resume experience standpoint, there were other guys out there. Some of them may have been more expensive, and maybe that was a deal breaker. But it's very obvious that the one thing he possesses more than, even if you would have brought like an Eric Musselman in here, it would have taken Eric Musselman a couple of years to really get to know and get the trust of local AAU, local high school basketball coaches, right? Ben Johnson has that. So I think if he can bring in an experienced assistant, some sort of lead assistant, like Juwan Howard, I don't know if you guys watch Michigan, but... Juwan Howard has Phil Martelli as his lead That's assistant. Awesome. Phil yes. Martelli coached at St. Joe's for 25 years, went yes. to the Elite Eight with Jameer Nelson. You know, I don't I don't know if you're going to get the Phil Martelli equivalent here at Minnesota, but can you get someone that has some experience as a co like a head coach that can help you with the fast-paced things that happen during the course of a game and just things that you might not mm-hmm. uh, you might not have have experience with. Overall, I like it a lot more today than I did 24 or 48 hours ago because of the validation from the Minnesota basketball community. And I think that's important. I think he needs that validation or he's not going to get those kids to stay home and play for the Gophers. I think it's impossible to pass uh, judgment right now because he's young. And plus 
The thing is, just as far as the totality of the picture of sports in the state when it comes to the professional teams and the Gophers, um, post-pandemic, things are going to change. Like, there's going to be people going back out for sure, and there's going to be crowds again. Uh, But during the course of the pandemic, a lot of people have taken pay cuts or lost their jobs, and a lot of companies probably aren't the same as they were a year ago at this time when the shutdown started. And so just the the whole discussion about sports in this town, I am so interested to see where money goes and and is the loyalty that probably was previously there, like with Gopher football and Gopher basketball, uh, staying there. Are people going to now make different decisions, which financially I think they probably have to. Uh, so Coyle's going to, Coyle is going to ha- have to show some patience here because what he hired Ben Johnson to do is going to take some time as well. Uh, and there's probably not going to be a surge of people going back to the barn when next season starts because of Ben Johnson. So this whole thing is probably going to take some time. Um, but that's why it becomes so imperative and so important that he, when it comes to the local talent in this state, that the talent he does get, he can't miss on. Like, like yeah, well, he can't have two kids and be like, I took the wrong one. That's the thing that's going to – that that becomes the most important thing to me. Like, But here's the other thing, though. It's <clears throat> The Gophers aren't a national program. They're, they're not there's, – there's probably 25 – 20 to 25 national programs out there. You know, obviously, the Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Gonzaga has become a national program where those, those programs can essentially put a fishing line out and, and fish in the pond of – who are the top 100 high school players in the country? We can sort of just put our vibe out there as a national program and, and attract those kids. Well, that's not that's not the Gophers, but it, it kind of felt like Patino recruited that way. Not that the Gophers were this big brand, but he recruited nationally, right? He he had little pockets of national. Um, he had he had different like AAU pockets out east and different places that. When you get outside the state of Minnesota and you start recruiting nationally, whether it's for high school players or whether it's for transfers, you're now in the same recruiting pool as some of the best programs around. Not that you should ignore like California or New York. I'm not saying that, but you should the the core and the meat of your recruiting should take place in the state of Minnesota, especially because there's good basketball players here. And then you should supplement with a national fishing line. And it was almost like he his plan was I'm just going to go and like get I'm going to go get the best players and transfers nationally. How is that a scalable solution year to year from a recruiting standpoint? You're not going to be able to repeat that at Minnesota every single year, and that's why he had barren cupboards every other year. It seemed like like when 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 was it last year or the year before? I can't remember, but like you looked at the roster and you were like, who's going to play for the team next year? And then he brought in five transfers or whatever it was before and, last season. Yeah, yeah. So. I think, you know, you just there needs to be a better brand of Minnesota slash Gophers basketball, and you need to be able to stick your flag in the ground and say, we play this style and we recruit in this state, and that's the way it's going to be. And if we happen to get someone from California or New York to come join the party, that's awesome too, but the core of what we do is based in the state of Minnesota. So they're not a national program, but there is no good reason why they can't be competitive annually in the Big Ten, and I don't mean win the Big Ten on an annual basis, but I do mean be competitive. Like, there's nothing. The conference is good. That's fantastic. That's fine, okay? But the conference is not always great, and I don't think it's too much to ask for the Gopher program, given what's at their disposal, to finish 
annually in the top half of the Big Ten. I really don't. Um, and we, we could talk all that we want about the barn. And, well, the barn's not really sexy. And, kid, you know, if you bring a kid into the barn and it's empty, it's sort of a sterile old building, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but if you look at, at, at what they built as far as that athlete's village goes now, practice facilities, go through that, it's competitive. There, there is there There now is no excuse why the key revenue sports at that school aren't always competitive in their conference. Mm-hmm. Football and basketball should always be competitive. Like yep. like they're, like this whole thing about, well, it's been another terrible, you know, like Patino's lack of success in the Big Ten is not really ex- excusable. Like I believe I believe the and Ben Johnson was here for it. The only year, I think there was one year in which he was above 500 in conference. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yep, it's uh, yeah, I agree. The excuses used to be built on facilities, right? And what Tubby always used. And oh, there's not that many great high school players here. I mean, this is a this is a great position for mm-hmm. Ben Johnson to be in if he can handle it. And I, you know, I think he can. I think his personality can. Okay, we we got to run because write that down. Predictions are beckoning and calling. Oh yeah, mostly mostly incorrect predictions for those of us not named Judd. Judd is now at the point where most of his the majority of his predictions are correct, which I, I almost feel like is unsustainable. But Judd Zolget oh. is putting up, like, this is a Mike Trout MVP-like season, and we'll see if mm. Judd can continue it and write that down, Mackie and Judd. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Gentlemen, welcome in to the only segment in not just, I don't think it's just in sports talking head content. It's in all of talking head. I don't think there's any political commentary people that what? actually make predictions and hold each other accountable. I think we're the only ones. I no. think we are the trendsetters nationwide. I thought Fox News did that. No, 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 no I don't. The no. judge? Okay. No. CNN doesn't. Maybe. MSNBC doesn't. CBS? I'll tell you that for sure. No. CBS. Evening news. Evening news. I'm Dan Seven Shouty shoulders. Shout my <laughs> Chevrolet. Shadam Southern Shettleman's quarters. I'm Dan Radish. I love to lick a lemon lollipop and a lily hammer. I really, I really hope the like dozen people who watch Family Guy as much as Phil and I do uh, caught all those jokes. <laughs> That's Seth so, McFarland, uh, man. This is write that down. We'll explain how it works in just a second, but uh, this episode of Write That Down is powered by our friends at Dennis Kirk. They're back. Dennis Kirk hey, was Dennis a Kirk. huge. Good to have Love you Love ourselves and Dennis love Kirk. Um, so if you're, there's, I, I know there's a lot of people that, that A, love to just get out and enjoy weather, but B, like to ride, who listen to Score mm-hmm. North and Mackie and Judd. So whatever you ride, whether it's a motorcycle, a sport bike, cruiser, whatever, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. Dot com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets. Before we should we should dress Judd up like a biker. Can I get golf? Some, can I get golf gear and biker gear? Golf gear up top and maybe some chaps down low for you. Well, whatever works. I need the sidecar. If Judd's getting a motorcycle, I need the sidecar because I'm built for the sidecar. <laughs> I saw a you guy. Are. I'm not joking. 
on 394 going home y- yesterday who had the sidecar. Yes. I've never seen a bike with a sidecar go so fast in my life. Nice. Dude. Yeah. That sounds like a blast. I'm yeah, here for go. that. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. So go, John, uh, go. Dennis Kirk, order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Shipping is free for orders over $89. Truly the best in the business. DennisKirk.com. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. The uh, the bad news for you guys is I now have a sound bar. Write it down. You like writing things down. But the good news is, remember those those the clips that went missing in the Zeta system for us internally? Oh, yeah. yeah. Old Macadac found them. Oh. Write that down. Hey. Write that down. All right. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember. That's that. some sleuthing. So we, we got that going for us. <laughs> so here's how Write That Down works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you want to be part of the segment... You can send a DM to me or Declan on Twitter at Phil Mackey or at Dex's tweets, and we'll get you scheduled in. Our DMs are open if you want to rip us or if you want to be part of the segment, whatever. Uh, even if we don't follow you, our DMs are open. Let's start with the reigning, defending, batting average, and home run champion, Judd Zolgad. Now, you had one thing come off the board, but I just want to point out another thing that is lingering right now. So, the thing that came off the board for you is you said Alex Kirloff will not begin the 2021 season with the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, that was a slam. You're correct on that. That was a slam dunk. We'll talk about that here. Slam at dunk. Uh, you also predicted Kyle Rudolph will sign with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, ordinarily that would come off the board because we got, pro- we got Giants, problems. We got problems, don't we? We got um, problems big with Big Blue. Apparently, I think Raf, uh, um, they reported today that he did sign the contract just like within the last hour. So he might I think it sounds like he's okay. Uh-oh. Let me check here on that. Yeah, let's make sure before we – oh, no, don't do that buzzer yet. Make sure. So what what was the deal, that they found out that he had a, his foot injury was worse than thought or something? Yeah, so Garofalo reported just 10 minutes ago, actually. Um, he'll soon have surgery on his foot. The medical issue that raised a flag in the physical will be addressed. Team honors the contract it agreed to. Contract is signed. Rudolph okay. will be ready for week. All right, that's fair then. Wow, so the buzzer is fair. How do, how do you think the team feels about that? Yeah. Well, wait, hold on a second. Damaged so goods there. So he, he had this foot problem. He needed surgery, and the Vikings didn't have him go get the surgery. Seems and odd. He didn't tell the Giants. Seems odd whole thing around. seems odd. Anyway, all right, all right. Uh, I had a bad week. I told Oof. you guys the Wolves would win two of their next three. The, the, that stretch of three games started with the Wolves beating the Suns down 15 points in the third quarter. You're in good shape. So I just needed I just needed them to beat one of the next two teams. Okay, see you on Monday night. Oklahoma City. <laughs> yes, with, get it done. with nobody. I said 15-seed Iona will upset two-seed Alabama. They gave it a run. They did. They gave it a run. But... On 15-seed. And then I said the next go for a basketball coach would be either Brian Dutcher or Nico Medved. And that was also incorrect. Listeners, a bunch of Oof. stuff came off the board. All three of AJ's came off the board. So we'll start with Dustin. He said the next go for men's basketball coach is going to be either Nico Medved, Craig Smith, or Dennis Gates for the upcoming season. That was wrong. AJ said the Wild would win three of their next four games. That was wrong. AJ also said a five seed or higher will get upset in March Madness first round. Oh, we had all kinds of those upsets, mm-hmm. but he said a verified Twitter user oh. would tweet that Duke that would say that Duke would have beat I love, such and such team. I love that prediction though. So I literally last night I went through <laughs> Duke for like a half hour. I combed through Twitter. I searched Duke upset Duke March Madness. I searched Duke tournament. 
And uh, nobody that I could find with a verified account chirped about Duke. Oh, man, he came in too hot. That would have been a home run, though, if you got it, because that's very specific. Oh, it's good, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too hot. But then AJ did say Anthony Edwards would score at least 30 points in one of the next three games. He dropped a 40-burger against Phoenix. Nice. He's good. Way to go, AJ. So AJ on the board on behalf of the listeners. Declan, you had nothing come off the board this week. So current batting averages and home runs, Judd, that actually is 500 now because we're accounting now for the Kyle Rudolph prediction. So 500 oh. and one home run. Oh. Declan, 429 with a home run. I'm down to 235 with no home Oof. runs. Listeners at 174 with no home runs. Career statistics, Judd, with 153 career hits and nine career home runs. I have 116 career hits and 10 career home runs. Listeners, 92 hits and nine bombs. Declan, 43 hits and three home runs. Should we get our guy, Jake? Write it down. You like writing things down. From State Farm in here. <laughs> nice hoodie. I love the hoodie, what's Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey, how's it going? Are you uh, you swinging for the fences? Are you dropping down bunts? What's your game plan here? Uh, I think I have one for sure. That'll probably be a home run. And then I'm going to have. A, I'm gonna try to get a couple singles so we can raise the bag average a little bit. <laughs> I like Sounds it, good. Yeah, I feel like the listeners are just perpetually in that Adam Dunn range. <laughs> just like below 200. Swinging for the fences. We'll see if Jake can change that. So we're going to go Jake, Judd, Declan, back to me, Phil. We'll make three trips around the room. Lead us off, Jake. Let's hear it. Write it down. You like writing things down. For my first one, I, I, I'm i going to put that the Vikings will acquire a second-round pick in this year's draft, whether it's via trade on draft day or the, or sometimes before, but they will acquire a second-round pick. Okay. I, I, I'm just doing more thinking on this Orlando Brown Jr. trade stuff. I would honestly, if it was, if the Vikings gave up a first and one of their thirds or a fourth, and they just got back Orlando Brown Jr. and Baltimore second round pick, I know people are talking about a first round pick swap. I would do it for a second round pick swap. I would do that trade just to solidify left tackle. So I, I know Rick is probably glued to the show on a daily basis. So Rick, if you're if you're watching or listening, just just make make the trade, plan the parade, buddy. Make the trade, <laughs> plan the parade. Going back to the twins theme. <laughs> God. All right, Judd, you're next. Off what uh, Jake said, I'll give you this instead. Oh, boy. The Vikings will sign a left tackle before the draft, a free agent, to be specific. The Vikings will sign a free agent left tackle before the draft. What percentage of this is just you speculating versus Judd Zolgad, former lead Vikings? I will never reveal what I might or might not know. (laughs) That's not part of this plan. I have no obligation to. There's no ethical issue of write that down. The Vikings will sign a free agent left tackle before the draft. He he gave me crap off the mic because we were getting ready to write that down for my sources. And now here comes Judd with a little just, oh, they'll sign a left tackle before the draft. Okay. I've done that. You know what? You know what? I deflect. That's an art of deflection. I yeah. give you, I give you give crap you to deflect it from myself. I, I'll give you that. You, I'm, I'm trying to learn the art of deflection. I'm trying to get there. I'll get there, baby. I'll get there. <laughs> Write that down as a nasty, ruthless game, Declan. Oh, it, I don't. You have, don't tell me. I, I think I've been like screwed poor Jake the most here, over the poor last Jake, 10 months. He has stepped into a hornet's nest of yeah. predictions. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna find out later that Judd has been a certified NFL agent starting in like January. <laughs> Complete uh, conflict of interest. Right, that, <laughs> all right, back to Declan. All right, first prediction for me. Jake Lehman will be traded by the NBA trade deadline. Jake Lehman oh, will be man. traded by the NBA trade deadline. You know, honestly, like, I'm hard on Jake Lehman. He, he's a valuable player as, like, the fourth guy off your bench. Like, if he's, like, coming off the bench and playing 17 minutes, I'm in on Jake Lehman. Too much of Jake Lehman, not always a good thing. 
Right. All right. That's so true. That is so true. It's not his fault. Too much candy, not a good thing. Just like Jake (laughs) Lyman. Write that down. All right. Write this down. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing Declan did, just in a different way here. The Wolves will trade Ricky Rubio by the trade deadline. (laughs) Okay. I feel like the things that lured Ricky Rubio to to Minnesota are all gone. Right. The hope of can of the Ryan Saunders was was one A and B, and he's gone. And then the, the the hope of playing with D'Lo and helping to mold him and help him just like he did with Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Well, that ship sailed, and those guys are terrible on the court together, and D'Lo's out. Um, and then, like, maybe maybe contending for a playoff spot was was probably on his mind, too. And So all of those things are gone. And then maybe the fourth thing would be playing in front of Timberwolves fans that he loved and loved him, and he's been playing in empty arenas all year. So just it might just make sense for that marriage. To uh to come to an end. Write that down. All right, Jake, your second prediction. All right, for my second pick, I'm going to do the March Madness one, and I'm going to say that Gonzaga will will meet. Will meet uh, Gonzaga will get to the Final Four. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like so, that. All right. I see what you're doing. You got to raise that batting average. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good one. Yep. So I feel like sometimes, the, like the listeners, almost feel ashamed to to swing for a seeing eye single. Like you, like the listeners want to get on here and flex their home run power, but. Sometimes you just need a little base knock to left center field. Just get on base, and that's what Jake's doing here. Judd? Zach Parisi won't play for the Wild next season. Zach Parisi won't play. And I'm wording this very carefully, Declan. Won't play because he could be on the roster. There could be something that allows him to be on the roster but not playing. Mm -hmm. So Zach Parisi won't play for the Wild next season. He plays zero games. I like the wording. It's very good. I'm wording. being very also, careful because let's say, let's say. He tears his Achilles and misses the season. You still get the point. Yeah, exactly. So like if I, if I were to be flippant about this and get careless, I, it could be used against me in a quarter. Write that down. Write this down. Oh man, that's a perfect segue. Because by the NHL trade deadline, there will be a credible, a credible report mentioning the availability of Zach Parisi. So we'll have to find the credible report. We'll have the two out of three jurisdiction, but someone will, and I'm being specific, the availability. Because, like, I, you know, anyone could throw out, like, a possibility, like, oh, we could, you know, reckless speculation. Because I think that's kind of BS. But they're going to mention the availability of Zach Parisi between now and the trade deadline. Okay. I feel like that's that's not a home run. I think it's, it's I don't think it's a home run, no. No, no, no. That's no, 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 no. I'm sorry to step in, but no, no, that's, that's, not, that's, fine. that's not even close no, to a I, home I, run. I, I, that's yeah. uh that really didn't take a lot. Of Write it down. You like writing things Puts down. Right. I make that prediction for sure. Yeah. But Write I do this love down. Sports. Ben Johnson will come in and he will land at least three top 500 mm-hmm. national recruits from Minnesota in the 2022 recruiting class. So 2022 recruiting class among the top 500 national recruits. He'll land three from Minnesota within that bunch. Write this down. I think there's like eight. I want to say eight or nine within the top 500. And I'm using 247sports.com, but uh, I want to reserve the right to use any recruiting service that I see fit to make Wait, this Wait, where, where do we draw that line? There's three of them. There's Rivals. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's three, but that's fine. I think there's like three main ones. I'm not okay. going to find you like, so Walt, like, you're like not gonna Walt, fi- Walter Basketball. Okay, that, I, was just gonna make, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, you know some kid in, in his basement in Edina didn't have a ranking that fit your criteria. Bill, can you read that prediction one more time just so I have it correct? Because I think I've yep. written down. Ben Johnson mm-hmm. 
will land at least three top 500 recruits in the 2022 class okay. from Minnesota. From Minnesota. Okay. Put on the end. Got you it. might get somebody else from outside the side, and, and that's great, too. That's fine. Absolutely. Write that down. I only care about the Minnesota kids. All right, back to Jake. Jake from State Farm, your last prediction. This one I think would, I mean, I guess it's up to you, but I think would maybe probably be a home run just considering the Twins' uh, track record. But I think the Twins, I write that down, the Twins will make the playoffs and will reach at least the ALCS. That's yeah. a home run. Sure. <laughs> they fought 18 <laughs> consecutive playoff games. That's a grand slam home run. <laughs> That's a home run for sure. Nice. Yeah, you know, I'm not allowing my mind to go anywhere near there. I mean, I'm, I am, even when we get to the trade deadline, I've told these guys, when we start talking, if the Twins are in contention for the division and we start talking about, oh, add another number two starter here and there, the end of that sentence cannot be to win a World Series. It has to be to win a playoff game. Only once they accomplish that goal can we then talk about the next things on the checklist. But I like that Jake's going there. Jake, since you've made it to this point on Write That Down, is there anyone in your life that you'd like to thank that got you here? I'd like to thank you guys for, uh, first and foremost for letting me be on here. And then I'd like to thank my, my girlfriend. She's actually, we have a, we have a puppy and she's <laughs> currently wa- watching the dog. So it doesn't annoy me. So I'd like to, oh, let's see the pu- no, I want to see the puppy. I love puppies. We are big puppy fans in this show. Come on. Let, let's see the puppy. Hold on. Call hey, on. Maddie, bring it, bring me the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Maddie. That's awesome. I feel like we have a lot of like, I am a sucker say, for like, dogs. 50 to 75% of our yeah, listeners that come on here and predict, write that down predictions, have to thank their wife or girlfriend for just like oh, yeah, allowing them yeah. to, to do 100%. Stuff. They, they deserve credit. Oh, look at this. Oh, who's, Maddie. Who's a good boy? Oh, look at that. Oh, that's. Hi. hi. What's going on? That is a pretty Judd, the dog. dog's name. Yeah, the dog's the, name isn't Maddie. Yeah, His the, girlfriend's name Oh, the girlfriend's. <laughs> Hi, Maddie. Hi. hi no, dog. I said hi to the. No, I said hi to the girlfriend. She oh, said hi. Okay. And then that I said, cool. "Good, good boy." Oh, that's Who's a, a good boy. That's a nice dog. That's a great looking pup, Jake. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate All right, it, Jake. Man. Take care, man. That's awesome. That's uh, Jake. I was saying hi swings. to the girlfriend. She said hi to us. <laughs> you Vet- thought the dog's name was Maddie. Veteran play at the line there. <laughs> no, no, Veteran no, play at no. The line. She said she got in and waved and said hi. Yeah, yeah. I said hi, Maddie. Wow. And then I said, "Oh, big the dog." I wouldn't. Have I made- love dogs. You know what? People are right. We don't. We as humans don't deserve dogs. Oh, you're right. But I wouldn't have been able to play that off very well. I'm proud of you. Good for you. Well, if she hadn't ducked in, I wouldn't have said her name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Write that down. All right, back to Judd. Okay. Mm. All right. That's a good boy. That's, I love dogs, man. I'm just I'm such a sucker for dogs. Got a dog prediction? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is from a conversation we had yesterday briefly. Andrelson Simmons will win the AL Gold Glove at shortstop this season. Wow. New twin shortstop Andrelson Simmons will win the American League Gold Glove at that position. You know what this this is a it's a it's a gold glove prediction but it's really disguised as a health prediction cuz I think if he if he plays 140 or 150 games he wins the gold glove and so it's just a matter of can that dude stay on the field for for the better part of uh, of the season I like it he's going to be super fun to watch oh, Declan yeah. your final prediction Yeah my final Write it one. down you like writing things down Alex Kirloff will be called up no earlier than June 1st Oh wow, June! Whoa. Oh, so first. he's gonna play. He's gonna essentially so play a month in St. Paul. My logic here is number one: the minor league season actually doesn't start till May. Remember, May fourth. Yep, that's when they start. So they're gonna Paul. have like that abbreviated. Sp- also, like I don't know. Are are they? I've, I've, I was talking to my buddy about this yesterday. Are they all just gonna stay in like stay in Florida in April? Or are they gonna come back to CHS? Like April in Minnesota is a 
you know, it's it's in like a line out like a lamb. You don't know what kind of weather you're going to get. I think they, yeah, I think they would prefer to just hang out in Florida right. and work out on the side field. So I, I think my logic here is he'll he'll remain in Florida most likely for all of April. Once the spring training starts, he'll play all of May. I mean, pending an injury, an injury is the most likely path of him getting called up earlier before that. But I think it'll be he'll be down there at least till June. Okay, June first. Okay, that's a good prediction. I mean, that's I, I love know, how we a good prediction. I, I love how we went from like, oh, the Twins are going to buck the trend. The, twin, the Twins felt good enough about Alex Kirilov having not taken a swing in a game in 2020 because there was no minor leagues. So starting him in an elimination playoff game against the Astros, they felt good enough about him to do that. And by the way, he put a couple good swings on, on ball. He did nothing in that game that would make you think he was in over his head. Sure. He has like two bad weeks in spring training where everybody just it's I mean you can't judge anything on spring training they're like oh no he's not he's not coming half, up till August half the lineup sorry for the tw- half the regulars for the twin Kepler isn't hitting Sano isn't hitting may as well send those guys down too yeah Sano well, okay yeah I'm cool with that yeah, yeah. who's next Phil yeah. all right final prediction here write that down um, I'm gonna make an Alex Kirilov prediction as well okay Alex Kirilov will still win American League Rookie of the Year. Wow. Write it down. That's a ballsy prediction. Alex Kirilov will still win American League Rookie of the Year. I think that dude is legit. He's got a Cody Bellinger-like swing. We'll see if he can produce at that same level. That's all off the record. Way to put the the pressure on him. Man. Um, On the Kirilov front, just let's – by the way, it's a wrap on Write That Down. Thanks for – for Jake's participation and also his girlfriend Maddie and their beautiful dog. Oh, who's the good boy? We wouldn't send you down to AAA, puppy. No, 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 no. You're the good boy. Too good a boy to send down. Who wants to go to the vet? You want to go to the vet? Who wants to go to the vet? Twins conversations on this show are going to be plentiful. Last year we broke Twins games down on a daily basis like they were football games, and so we're going to – we're, there's going to be more Twins discussions throughout the summer on this show than probably any other show in the Twin City, so be sure to to stay tuned for that. But on the Alex Kirloff front, I do find it kind of funny that the narrative was, oh, the Twins are going to buck the trend before spring training. You know, it's the common thing is to hold down these rookies for two weeks in the minor leagues to get the extra year of service time. It's all a very confusing process, but the Twins are going to buck that trend because the right thing to do is to start the season with Alex Kirloff. And it's like, all right, he has a couple bad weeks in spring training, and immediately they see the window to send him down. Now, do you guys think that they're sending him down because, ooh, some red flags popped up in, in that spring training slump, and we just need him to smooth those things out for a couple months? Or do you think they're playing the service time game? They're playing the service time game, but I'm I'm PO'd here at Kirloff because, buddy, all I wanted you to do, hit like 280, okay? Make the decision obvious. Now, I, I know that it's spring training, but, I mean, he hit 129. So the sell on this is not that, that hard. I really wanted a good throw down, knock down, drag out, um, an obvious indicator that, that this was about service time. The one thing I will say, though, anybody who, who is playing, and th- this is where I doubt myself a little bit on the suggestion that this, that this is all about this, the – Service time game. Okay. So the CBA between the players and the league is up at the end of this season. They are probably going to have a work stoppage of some sort because they are going to brawl about everything. Like it's just, it's been years. I believe the last baseball work stoppage was 94. Um, We've had 
piece since then, labor-wise, I think we're now going to have a big brawl. And I really believe that the only reason why Manfred got this job was for this brawl. Because like, this is the thing is, you don't have to like baseball if you're going to break the players. I believe that when they come back, the service time thing is going to be changed because it's among the simplest and and yet most stupid things. Like, think about this. Kirloff is going to be under team control for an extra year if he is not on the Twins roster for 15 of the, (laughs) I I believe, I believe the ordinary uh, big league season is considered 187 days, Phil. So if he is not on the roster for 15 of those days, the Twins gain an extra year. There is no way that the next time baseball is played after 2021 that we are going to come back with that rule. It's just our it's stupid. It's okay. I so, mean, you you are it's 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 incentivizing teams to to hold their but, most exciting young players down in the minor leagues. And who landed Think about at, other sports trying to do that? And who landed at 15 days though? Like I could see saying two months, like two months. Okay, now a decision has to be made, but it's fifteen days. It's a moronic thing. So, but my point is, when when baseball comes back, that's wiped out. Now, are guys like Kirilov grandfathered into the old system? That might be the case, but that's where I do doubt myself a bit because Falvey and Levine and the Twins aren't stupid people. There is no way that they really sit there and think this rule is going to hold up. This rule has, will be, it'll take, we'll be out an extra two weeks to change that rule. So that's where I'm a little bit on the fence as far as the actual service time game, because uh, I don't think it's going to be a thing after 2021. Uh, the the guy that we never talk about, and he and and he was also sent down in the same batch earlier this week as Alex Kirilov. Another first round pick, Trevor Larnick. He was the twentieth overall pick by the Twins in the two thousand eighteen draft. Yes, corner outfielder could probably play some first base, and and this dude, I remember when he got drafted, and I I you know I, as a baseball nerd and a guy who covered baseball. You know, I, I heard amazing things about him from the Pac-12, just like guys who follow college baseball on a, on a regular basis. So his last year, I think he was a junior when he when he came out. His last year in the Pac-12, this dude hit 350 with 40 extra base hits in 68 games. So he basically averaged like just under an extra base hit every game with an OPS of 1,116. He was one of the best hitters in the Pac-12. And and a lot of that was damage done on Friday nights when you're facing some of the best pitchers in the mm-hmm. country. And with the Twins in the minor leagues, he has not missed a beat. This dude is hitting for power. This dude uh, mostly doubles power and some home run power, but he's hitting for average and power, and he doesn't strike out a ton. And we never talk about Trevor Larnick. We only talk about Kirloff and Royce Lewis and Brent Rooker. And so um, Obviously, they're going to hold him down too. Not necessarily just for service. He only has like 150 at bats at Double A. Right. So I, I just think, I think, out of the Rooker, Kirilov, Larnick, and eventually Royce Lewis when he comes back after the, after his, he's going to miss another year here with the injury. Um, if two of those guys can break out and be stars for you, you're in business. But I think there's a chance that three, maybe all four, could be stars. And and you're going to see that influx. It's just too bad that you can't start to see some like at least with Kirilov, you can't start to see him right away because of just ridiculous service time. Opening day rules. Left field against the Brewers. Kyle Garlick will start. 
Kyle is that really who's twenty nine? That's going to happen. Yes, you want to write that down. Uh, In fact, in fact, Patrick told me on Unchained on Monday they like him a lot, and he's twenty nine, I believe. And they picked him off. He was bouncing around on waivers last year, and I think in February that's the key phrase. They took him from the Braves, bouncing around off waivers. Come on, come on, my man. He's the most Twins player ever. Kyle Garlic. Kyle Garlic. Kyle Garlic. Look, I, I know it would be great to see Larnick, but I, I mean, I, I also want to see what Brent Rooker can do. He, he had a great little cup of coffee last year. He's and 26 he years old. He had a good spring. You know, like there, there's really nothing left for him to accomplish in the minor leagues. Zero. Like he's 26, yeah. man. So you may as well start him at left field and see. He's probably going to be a butcher. He's probably not going to oh, be, he he's not gonna, not be good with his he gloves. He is. I saw him. Yeah, but he's, his a, bat, he's a butcher. His bat can play, and I want to see what he can do. Here's the thing. Like if... And I have, admittedly, like Judd's probably seen more of Kyle Garlic than I have, but is Kyle Garlic a plus defender in a corner outfield spot? That's the only lot. Like, the only logic would be we're going to put a ridiculous outfield defense out there, and we have a ridiculous shortstop and third baseman. If you're banking on a 29-year-old journeyman minor leaguer just yes. coming in and being a mainstay, he's a he's a backup outfield. He had a good spring, so. though. He had a good spring, and they'll, they'll put, yep. I'm telling you. God. Teams get so. I'm not defending. I'm not defending this. I am just saying. I think Kyle Garlic starts against the Brewers opening day. And by the way, congratulations, baseball! You have made it impossible for Nelson Cruz to be in the Twins opening day lineup, and you have made it possible for Kyle Garlic because of service time to be like this is total. This is a baseball thing. I mean, and Dohung Park did report today that the most commonly used outfield for the Twins this spring has been Kepler, Buxton, Rooker. So yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope I hope you're wrong too. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong too. But I could see him trying to justify Kyle Garlic's existence. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Hey, by the way, we're giving away a hundred dollars every single day now through the rest of the week as part of our Score North Pick Your Prize Month. So uh, it's very easy. Uh, you just have to open the Score North app and enter the Pick Your Prize contest through Listener Rewards, and you'll be eligible to win a hundred dollars. You can enter once per day through through March twenty sixth. The winners of those $100 prizes are also entered into a $10,000 pick your prize grand prize drawing where you get to pick one of nine different $10,000 value prizes. You can find out all the information and and all the different partners that we have involved in this. Scorenorth.com or uh, or download the Scorenorth app is probably the easiest way because uh, it's an app exclusive contest that we're running here. The Scorenorth app, free to download Apple and Android devices, register, and enter through listener rewards. Thanks to everyone who's done that so far. We are uh, we're on track in the month of March to break new records for podcast downloads across the Score North network, including Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd, and also YouTube views. And we might even flirt with an app record too. So you guys are helping us continue to push this thing and grow this thing. And if there's anyone out there too that wants to be partners with the show, if you want to advertise your business on the show. We're always open to those discussions as well as we keep pushing this thing forward for uh, Minnesota sports fans. Just send an email to me, pmackey at scorenorth.com, if, uh, if you want to get your uh, your company's message. <clears throat> Hold on a second. If you, so, want, if you want Judd to be pitching are, a product are, for you. Are you – wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. Are you telling me that if there is a um, a, a beer distributor, beer uh, a, a bar out there mm-hmm. that wants their message out there, that I could have the honor of delivering that pitch and selling it as hard as possible because once I get those vaccines, I'd be on a stool at your bar every night. <laughs> hey, folks. Judd Zolgad here. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. In fact, I just, could do, with technology, I could do the show from your bar. I don't care where these two are. 
I could do the show with your beer. You know, there, hey, folks. You know, so De- De- Declan's got a couple. Here. Declan's got a couple seltzers in. He does the the couple seltzers yep. in social media videos. How about nine beers in for Judd Zolgad? <laughs> well, it depends on Judd Zolgad here. I'm about nine beers de- in. De- de- and I'm going to talk about the wild. It depends on the alcohol content. <laughs> that very much couple, depends on the alcohol. Couple content. pills. Couple pilsners in. I can see it. Couple pilsners in. <laughs> hey, don't joke. I love that idea. I love in. that idea. I yep yep. Find me. Find me. Love it. All right, that's a wrap on Mackie and Judd. We'll see you guys for a little reckless speculation Thursday tomorrow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.